to the House of Minds, a podcast experience where we dive into individuals' journeys and mindsets with the intention and potential to bring you keys to unlock and expand your mind into new realities and possibilities, because we can all learn something from everyone. All you must bring is a desire to learn, an open mind, and the trust that the universe is always working for you. What will the House of Minds bring you today? Welcome everybody to another episode of House of Minds. My name is Christina Lynn. I'm the podcast host. Today we'll be speaking with Quinton McCain, who is a master mindset coach, an international speaker, and a best-selling author. After a decade of his own research and working with coaches in the personal development field, Quinton accelerated into helping others become unshakable. And that's what we will be speaking about today, his journey, um, his own transformation through coaching, and then his own development as he's grown as a coach as well. So thank you, Quentin, for your time and for coming on to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yes, my pleasure. All right. Before we begin, let's do a little mindfulness practice just to clear everything else from the day out and bring us into full presence, into conversation. So for any listeners who are listening, if you're operating any heavy machinery or driving, please do not close your eyes. For all of the rest of us, or for anyone who it's safe to do so, go ahead and close your eyes. Drop your awareness down into whatever is contacting the ground, or if you're sitting, whatever you're sitting on, noticing your thighs, your feet, your hips. Start to bring your awareness up through your spine, into your torso, just giving your body a quick scan, grounding into your body, and also noticing any energy that you may have collected throughout your day, or any energy you're ready to let go of and let it drift on its way. Moving your awareness up into your chest, the warmth of your heart space, up into your shoulders, up through your throat, clearing the way for expression and wrap your awareness around your jaw to your cheekbones to the tip of your nose where you'll find your breath if you haven't done so already start to slow your breath down breathe deeper create a nice steady rhythm from each inhale to each exhale If it helps you focus, maybe even bring a color into your inhales as you draw them in and give a color to your exhales as you let them go. Use your inhales to begin to bring some intention into into this moment, becoming more present with each breath, using your exhales to let go. Let go of thoughts, Let go of your day or anything that has yet to happen. Just be here in this moment, here in your body with your breath. We'll take one more deep breath all together. Go ahead and empty your body completely of all its air. 
Begin to draw your inhale in through your nose, down your throat, fill your lungs, feel your belly inflate with your breath. Pause at the top, let a little bit of pressure build, stay with it. And then as you're ready, open your mouth, sigh or exhale out, let it go. Slowly begin to open your eyes and let's begin. So tell me where it all started for you. What was going on in your life um, that, me, that led you to seek transforming and seeking personal development? Yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you for that. That was great. Um, so it, it's hard to pinpoint one specific event. There's multiple, multiple events that come to mind. Um, but one that stands out is um, I got in a car accident when I was about 18 years old, and um, I fell asleep at the wheel, and I, and I crashed into a, and um, I broke my right femur in, chipped my hip, I broke three ribs on the left side. My ribs punctured my lung. <laughs> so um, that was kind of one of those moments that, that stands out in my life that was like a wake-up call, right? Um, that was like, okay, um, a lot to do. So I, would, I didn't know exactly what that path was going to be. That was one of those, those wake-up calls that made me say, okay, what am I doing here? What am I going to do with this life? Um, and it made me, me think um, it's, it's for some reason that I'm still here that I'm supposed to be doing something, helping someone. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a, a wake-up call and awakening um, where you realize, oh my God, life could be taken at any moment. And uh, mm -hmm. what more is there? Is there to life to, to seek versus what, you, what we're currently doing? Exactly. Yeah. So the car accident, was it a long recovery? Um, you know what? Um, they, the doctor said that I recovered a lot faster than expected. Mm -hmm. um, but I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, I had to have a, a metal rod placed in my femur and um, things like that. But I um, mean, there was some recovery afterwards. But it, it wasn't extremely long, but it was definitely you know, when you're in the hospital like that and you feel helpless, um, every day feels like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of feelings. So what, was there anything in particular that you started to do or develop in the hospital to help with the feelings that were coming up? Um, at that time, um, honestly, what, what helped me was um, having good people that would would come in and visit, right? Just having that sense of um, care and love coming in, right? People mm -hmm. actually showing up, that helps so much. But, um, you know, I, when I speak, I, I tell a story about how um, I was in the hospital bed and um, I, I had to get up, right? I was calling the nurse to help me, you know, get to the bathroom or whatever. And, and the story, um, you know, goes that, nobody actually came to help me. So 
that was another pivotal moment where um, without even knowing it, I was kind of coaching myself. You know, I, I basically made the decision that I was going to get up, even though I had only been up out of bed twice. And that was with a physical therapist on each side of me because <laughs> wow. um, I couldn't walk, couldn't bear um, weight on my right leg. And basically, I hyped myself up. I kind of dug down deep inside me and kind of awakened that that um, greatness within me. Right. Yeah. And um, I basically hopped <laughs> and uh, don't know where I got the strength from. I pulled it out of me and I, and I made it right. And, and back to bed. And that's kind of one of those pivotal moments where I realized that we have the power within us. Um, it's just a matter of tapping into it. You know, we th- sometimes wait for somebody else to help us. And there's times when um, that helps not coming and you have to kind of tap into that great version of yourself, that best version of yourself and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, totally. No one's that's one of my favorite um memes and one of my favorite quotes. No one's coming to save you. Mm, yeah. You are your that goes own. right along with it. <laughs> yeah, you are your own savior. Wow, that's amazing that um you got up, you got to, to the restroom safely. Um, and it's all it's so interesting because there's always like it's like little pebbles that lead to your path, right? And one moment leads to the other. Um, so we all have those like pivotal aha moments where it can be a huge game changer and a mindset switch. Like you said, it brings out the power within and the greatness within. And we realize, oh, I'm not helpless or powerless. I can actually Mm -hmm. do something about it. And now I'm going to go do something about it. Exactly. So once you, um, left the hospital, what was like, did you immediately start to dive into the personal development world? No, I, um, like I said, there's definitely different milestones, different points, I believe, came together to make the shift. Um, but that was probably one of the biggest ones early on that let me know that there's something um, out there for you that's bigger than what you've been doing, right? Um, and it didn't happen overnight, you know, and that's what I'd always like to tell people is that, you know, pay attention, right, to what's going on, pay attention to the signs you're getting and, and the things that's directing you to um, where you want to go, right, because it didn't happen from one day to the next, you know, um, but what what really kind of spun it for me with actual personal development is um, some years later, I was working in the actual hospital that I was uh, hospitalized in, wow. you know, and um, I, I worked with uh, burn victims, burn patients mm-hmm. um, in ICU burn. And I assisted with physical therapy and occupational therapy. And um, every day I would go into the, the patient's room and most days they didn't want to see me, right? Because I worked with physical therapy and for a lot of patients in the burn center that equals pain, right? You know, I'm going in there, stretching them, getting them out of bed, walking again. And, you know, being burned is one of the most physically painful things that can happen to any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't want to see. Oh, and I started uh, talking to my patients and, um, you know, I decided I want to talk to them when I'm not doing therapy, right? Um, get to know these patients, see who, who they are as people. 
And I started asking them just naturally without any training at this point, you know, what were their goals when they got out of the burn center, right? What they want to do, what they aspire to, right? What did they dream before burn? And uh, it saddened me because a lot of times um, the answer I got was, what are you talking about? I'm burned. Um, my life is over. Yeah. Um, what am I going to do now? I can't do anything. And, uh, you know, that hurt me. So um, just the human in me wanted to um, help them, right? And um, without even knowing I was going to be a coach, um, I kind of started coaching, you know, I, I would go in there and I'd tell them, this is why doing it so you can get back to these dreams, these goals. Your life is not over. This is exactly why we need to do these things every single day, get you back to a playing soccer, to get you back to working, you know, in, in a regular job, right? Um, so what I noticed is just talking to them, um, motivating them, learning about their goals, letting them know that life isn't over, I saw dramatic changes and uh, their health, even physically, um, but more so mentally, emotionally, their attitude and, and mood. And um, all of those things work together to speed up recovery. So it was amazing. So that really um, was the spark for me. And at that point, I decided to research um, life coaching. Right. So I researched life coaching. I, I found a school and I got certified. And that was pretty much step one. Yeah. You know, um, fast forward to to today. I, I've been able, like you, you said in the introduction, to write a book that became a an Amazon number one bestseller. Um, and now I've spoken to thousands of people um, all over the U.S. and even in uh, Mexico and some other cool wow. places. Um, and been able to even coach internationally. Um, so uh, that was that beginning. Yeah. And then it grew. That's amazing. It sounds like, um, and congratulations on your best-selling book, which I definitely want to get into that too. Um, but yeah, of course, you're welcome. Um, it sounds like you gave them hope. And mm -hmm. that's the beauty when we can have a coach that sees the potential. That's why that relationship is so important because sometimes we're our worst critiques, we're our own blind spots, and we might be stuck in the now and not hold that vision of the future. But when you can have someone that does hold it for you and reminds you and is constantly there um, almost to hold your hand, I mean, you still mm -hmm. have to hold yourself accountable and bring the accountability piece as well. But having someone guide you through it and remind you like, oh, yeah, there is this this future that's calling your name and you can get there mm -hmm. if you continue to apply yourself and get to A, to A, B and C, um, then you'll get there. It's so important for any any recovery or any transformation. Um, and you mentioned the mental, emotional and even spiritual mindset, because if we look at it, faith and hope are spiritual elements um, and it reminds us that we're not, we're not alone. We might think we're alone, but there, it brings us back to the design that there is a higher power that is always working for us. We just have to remember to see it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, tell me about your, like what, when you go and speak, um, and, and give your, 
Oh, my words are failing me. When you go and speak to others, what do you focus your speeches on? Is it like a specific theme or does it kind of range? I'm um, just depending on the crowd. Um, I, my, my topic is always around set of um, expertise in NLP, neurolinguistic programming. I kind of um, lost you as a well. little bit. I lost you a little bit. If you could repeat the beginning, please. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So my expertise is in NLP, neurolinguistic programming, okay. um, as well as um, hypnotherapy. Okay. Um, and then another modality called timeline therapy, which is really good for things like trauma. Um, so all of my um, presentations have to do with mindset. So that may be habits. That may be behaviors, um, it may be goal setting and productivity, um, or just like reducing stress, which may lead to things like anxiety and depression, right? So anything that has to do with mindset that's stopping people from getting to that next level that they're wanting to get to, um, that's what I'll focus on. Okay. Now, I may craft that and, and um, adjust it depending on the, the crowd, but um, my, my typical audience is entrepreneurs, um, mostly. Yeah. Yes. And what do you find? Is there like a common theme or a thread in entrepreneurs? Um, I guess everybody's individual, so it might be hard to just put everybody into a common thread, but is there a common thread that you notice in working with entrepreneurs? Um, well, like you said, it, it's case by case, but I mean, there are some things that I've noticed, like, for example, entrepreneurs, um, a lot of times will experience, um, you know, signs of uh, anxiety, right? For example, you know, because of that go, 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 and focusing a lot on the goals and the future, sometimes that can create that anxiety. So um, I would say that could be a common theme. And also, um, I'd say productivity, right? When you have these large goals, um, you know, sometimes uh, your schedule and calendar can get away from you, right? And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? And what needs to be prioritized. So, um, you know, kind of getting that balance with personal and professional goals, um, taking control of your calendar, which means taking control of your, your life and, and you being in control of it and not letting it control you is, is another thing that I see often. Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny because you, so the original ones where you said you speak a lot on like habits, behavior, goal setting, reducing stress, mm -hmm. um, which anxiety is produced a lot by stress, but they all kind of stem together because when you can get a handle on your feelings um, and then also get a handle on your priorities and when you're, where you're spending your time, you're automatically looking at changing your habits and your behavior and falling in line with your goal setting. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, most definitely. They all go together. What type of like action or modalities do you recommend to anybody to help reduce stress and anxiety? Once again, I, I'm pretty custom with my coaching. So um, I don't think that necessarily one thing works for everyone, but <laughs> One thing I will say that I think is pretty universal with um, reducing stress and anxiety is paying attention to your 
your transitions throughout the day. They can be huge energy drainers. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we just jump from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next thing without really um, taking any breaks in between and mentally refocusing and being intentional about the next event or um, task we're going into. So for example, a lot of times we'll jump right from um, work or business into um, hanging a friend and who knows just well, your friend is about you know their relationship or whatever right so you're at the and you talk to your family and if you're in a intimate relationship after that you you're trying to conversate with with your your partner um, and then you you never really took a break in between these tasks or events um, to really recharge or gather Oh, I'm losing you again. Difference. I lost just take you it. after recharge. One, one thing that's after recharge. Yeah, we never really take a, a moment to recharge. Um, so one thing that's super helpful is just taking a moment between tasks. And it could be as simple as taking some deep breaths, right? Take 10 deep breaths and just set the intention for the energy and how you want to show up in that next task or that next event. It could be as simple as that. Now you can take it further, right? And if you have the time, you can, um, you know, do something that that would take more time, a longer practice, take a walk, um, um, longer meditation, do yoga, right? Um, of course, you can do those things as a transition as well. But it could be just as simple as taking some breaths and setting the intention for the energy you want to bring and how you want to show up in the next um, event that you you have going on. I love that. That sounds like being present to all you're doing. Exactly. And um, when you're present, you're automatically going to know, like, if you do have something going on that you need to address in that moment, then you can take the time to do it right away versus put it on the back burner. Keep waiting, yeah. keep putting it on the back burner. Because um, I love, I had, uh, I was looking on your website and I love how you bring up um, your thoughts create how you feel, your feelings influence your actions, and your mm -hmm. actions determine the results you get in every area of your life. And it's yes. so true. And if you don't take the time to bring yourself to presence and kind of check your mindset and your thoughts, well, that feeling is just going to keep rolling through your day and you're going to bring that energy into everything else unless you address it. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a cycle. Yes. It is. So to stop the cycle, <laughs> it starts with us and being present. There it is. Yeah. Um, where did you coin or where, when did you, I guess, realize and work on um, how your thoughts create how you feel and mm -hmm. rewiring both the feelings and the thoughts? Well, um, that, that's something that I believe came early on in my in my studies with with mindset and the subconscious mind is just, just how powerful our, our thoughts are um, and then how they influence those feelings because I feel like a lot of times we just go along life and we're kind of letting life happen to us right being reactionary instead of proactive and we really haven't 
took the time to break down what's happening. We're just like, no, um, this person said this thing and it made me mad. That's what happened. And now I'm pissed off and it messed up my day. Right. But uh, in reality, if we break that down, um, no, that person didn't make you mad. Your perception of what that meant to you made you mad. Right. So your thoughts about it creating it a, created a feeling for you. Right. And that feeling um, made you act a certain way. Right. And if you do that repetitively over days, over weeks, over months, over years, that's when people say, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. That's just how he is. You know, he's, he's always in a bad mood. Right. Um, anything can become habits. Um, even emotions can be, become habits. You can habitually um, go into certain emotions. So it all starts with those thoughts. And where I like to start people off is start paying attention to the words you use. That's a good indicator of your, your thinking process. So are the words you use on a daily basis, are those positive and supportive of who you are and who you want to be and where you want to go or not, right? So even observing your words for um, a week, even a day, right? Because it's not something that we typically do, um, will reveal a lot, you know, and, and it can bring awareness and even shifts, even by doing that, starting with your words. I think it's an easy starting point, but also powerful um, with the results that it could yield with um, paying attention to them and, and shifting them. Totally. Well, then it impacts, well, then you're directly working with the habit, um, because emotions, thoughts, they're probably things you repeat all the time. So mm. when you're on autopilot, what is it? It's like 95% of our day is spent on autopilot and mm-hmm. just, yeah. just doing the same thing. But when you can break that loop, that cycle and bring awareness to it, um, it's like all of a sudden you're awake. That's what awareness is. It, it mm. wakes you up and can bring you back to consciousness and give you other choices um, on how to act. Yes. And yeah, that's where the breaks, the breaks really come into play too. Um, taking the time. I like to think that taking the time to like fill your cup is kind of those breaks, right? Mm-hmm. You're paying attention to yourself. You're sorting your energy. You're sorting mm-hmm. your mindset. Um, and then once you've taken care of yourself, then you have so much more to give to others and a whole different type of energy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What other, like, are there other tools you recommend? Like I know before we started the podcast, we were kind of talking about yoga um, and, or you mentioned walking, but are there any other that you highly recommend as kind of that self-reflective space um, where you can spend time with yourself and reset your thinking? Yeah. I mean, one thing that I really like is writing. Right. And once again, I think I don't think everyone uh, resonates with the same thing, but one that a lot of people like is, is writing and it's been proven to be very therapeutic. Right. Writing or journaling. Right. And um, that's actually one of the basis of uh, the book that I wrote. Um, it's called Think on These Things. And um, basically it, it's a daily motivational book, right? It has one message that you focus on per day, right? So um, I I like steps and I like easy, right? In order to get the results, you know, and create the habits. Um, So it's one message a day um, that you focus on for that day. And then it has a journal with it. So you write down goals, action steps, um, 
um, things that have to do with that one message of the day, right? Um, and you're doing that over the course of 99 days. So um, they say it takes about 21 days uh, to create a habit, depending on which expert you're listening to. Yeah. Um, so my thought is 99 days, that should be solidified, right? Um, and it's just a, a good start. And it's, it's helped countless people, right? Um, the messages I've gotten and, and just the feedback from just having that habit, positive habit that you could do every single day that creates shifts in your mind. And you start doing that, you start realizing, hmm, you know, may, maybe I am going to go to the to the gym today, right? It starts shifting other areas of your life once you start addressing um, one, right? So I'd say journaling. Um, for me, there's just something about taking the thoughts that are in our heads, right? That metaphysical realm that sometimes words are just jumbled all in there, getting it down through our arm onto paper or onto computer or tablet, whatever you use into this physical realm. It's really powerful. Yeah. And it also gives you the chance to reflect and look at what you wrote and then question mm-hmm. it. Like, is this true? Is this really my reality? Or am yes, I now, great point. now free to go create the reality that I want to create and redirect my thoughts and focus? Exactly. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that focus and intent, right? Again, it's about bringing intent into what you're doing um, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because where we focus, that's where our energy grows. Um, so if we're not bringing, if we're not questioning our focus and being intentional about it, then we're not really being intentional with where we're, where we're directing our energy and where energy is going. Um, so even one, yeah, one little daily habit, if you can start it, I, t- I think mm-hmm. because when, like, I noticed this even in the yoga space, right. Or, um, I was a dietitian, a practicing dietitian for a while. So working with mm-hmm. people in nutrition, when you start to make those little changes, you feel better. And when yeah, you feel yeah, better, definitely. that gives you the motivation to do more. Then you're in a better head and mental and emotional space and spiritual space because you're trusting the process. You're like, oh, okay, well, then maybe I can go go do this. Now it doesn't seem so far-fetched because you've changed the way that you feel about it. Right, right. Yeah, powerful, powerful stuff. Um, I was going to ask you something about, about the book. Um, any other books in, in sight? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm working on one at the moment. Um, so um, this book is going to be more so focused on um, the deeper stuff. Like, So the first one is, I feel like, that first stepping stone, right? It's the daily motivation. It's creating the habits. Um, the second book... Um, is going to be more so on self-image, right? Self-image and our beliefs and how those affect all that we do. And then some uh, tips on how to, how to shift that. Love that. Sounds like um, confidence and self-esteem building as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Louise Hay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, she mm-hmm. talks a lot a lot about that and how our beliefs dictate our reality. Yes. Yes. And it is too. Cause going back to that medical, physical world and realm, um, we're all consciousness and all energy. So 
our perception is dictates what we see and that even includes our self-image oh yeah so it's so powerful when you can examine it um so it sounds like common themes are consistency right building habits Mm -hmm. and then also accountability yeah that's huge i mean if you think about accountability like this um you know if i am just counting on myself right if i just say yes i'm going to um i'm going to eat i'm going to eat well you know i'm going to eat nutritious um all this week right and it's just me uh holding myself accountable um that night that i happen to stay up late and it's um midnight and i get hungry um <laughs> and i you know decide to eat junk food um you, you start giving yourself excuses, right? Like, well, it's late. I don't do this often. Um, you know, I am hungry. I don't want to, you know, that to interrupt my sleep. You, you start giving yourself excuses and you, you kind of let yourself slide on things and you don't have anyone else to kind of be there to say, hey, hold on. Didn't you say, that, you know, you're going to be really serious about your nutrition this week, right? Um, but if you have somebody holding you accountable, you know, you don't have that. You know, somebody's going to say, Next, this is why coaching is so powerful, right? It's like um, next week, you know, you're going to talk to me <laughs> yeah. or in two weeks or whatever, however, you know, it's set up. And it's like, I'm going to ask you, how did that go? Right. And there's something about um, a lot of times we'll let ourselves down before we want to let somebody else down. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just that much more powerful when you have somebody that you trust, somebody that knows your situation, where you are and where you're wanting to go. And, you know, they're in your corner to support you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Accountability can be hard, a hard pill to swallow um, sometimes. So it, it, it's helpful to have someone be the own mirror, too, of mm -hmm. like, well, hey, you know, you're the only one that can really make the change, too. Um, yeah. You said you were going to do it. You didn't. Like, what, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, and still, right. still have a relationship where the person feels heard. However, also call out their bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Th this, yeah. Is, this is the reality <laughs> of what happened. Um, yeah. So I think that too helps people like realize the impact that, that really they have to be the one responsible for the change as well. Um, and no one else can do it for them. People can support them and help them, but ultimately you have to be the one to do exactly. it. Um, Absolutely. How, how did you see yourself grow in the realms of consistency and accountability? Was it um, like obviously coaching, um, but what other things contributed to your drive, I would say, to become consistent and accountable? Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like I had anchors, you know, I, and I tell people this, you, you have to create anchors for the things that are most important to you and why you're wanting to reach these goals. Mm -hmm. And you have to really feel the emotion of them, right? Like, what does this really mean to you? What's the impact if this does go how you want it or better than expected? Um, and really feel the emotions of it because you have to kind of create some anchors that are bigger than your excuses, 
you know, um, they have to be bigger than the excuses and they have to be bigger than any reason that would try to stop you from continuing on the days that um, you don't feel like it, the days that you're tired, the days that um, you're frustrated, right? What's going to be those things that are bigger than your frustration, bigger than your excuses that are going to pull you in those times where you need it? Um, and I think that's highly important. Yeah, that's that makes me think a lot of um, Joe Dispenza. Mm, I love Joe Dispenza. Yeah, breaking the habit of being yourself. What does he mm-hmm. What does he talk about in all his books? Is creating that that future image, right? Yeah. So when you can hold that as your highest priority um, and focus on it, you're becoming, you're transforming into that future version, but you can't get there from what you're doing today. You have right. to keep moving and be motivated. Right towards that higher image. That's right. I love how it becoming the person that can reach it. Yes, totally. And that's the transformation and the journey. And I love how there's like so many different ways to look at it. Um, But really, when you break it down, it is kind of simple steps, simple, Mm -hmm. not so simple. However, the formula really does boil down to a simple formula. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you're saying reminds me of uh, a quote from Jim Rohn. He says, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. Yeah. Yep. Both sides. You have both sides of it. Yep. So true. Who were some of the um, people that you really dove into when you started your, your personal development journey? Yeah. Well, I just named one of them, Jim Rohn. Um, I was actually... Um, Jim Rome was actually my first introduction into any personal development. Okay. Um, I had a, a friend let me borrow a CD from 2009 and, um, with me. That was my first experience with personal development. So, um, Jim Rome was definitely one, um, Tony Robbins in terms of uh, working with the subconscious mind and really shifting habits that are um, long lasting or everlasting. Mm-hmm. Um, Les Brown when it comes to storytelling. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like a lot of different people for different reasons when it comes to like going deep uh, Joe Dispenza for sure and and looking into some of the science of like you know emotions and habit change um yeah yeah those are those are some of the ones that stand out to me right now okay yeah it sounds like there's a common thread with again emotions right because what do each of those people invoke in us Mm -hmm. emotions emotions motivation and inspiration to change Um, so even in like looking at your daily habits and what you're doing, bringing in a practice of, well, are you, are you, um, reading or listening to anyone that's going to motivate you and be it a coach? Cause a coach is that space too. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it's thinking about that future self. What does that future look and feel like? And when you can surround yourself with people that remind you and inspire you of that, it gives you even more motivation um, and 
not willpower, I would say belief, like belief Mm -hmm. and hope of it's attainable. Yeah. Yeah. I listen a lot to, um, Lacey Phillips is one of my favorites. And if you're into like the deeper and neuroscience, Mm -hmm. um, she's great in that realm. She dives uh, into both and kind of combines them. Um, Nice. I have to look, look her up. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Gabrielle Bernstein as well. Um, because again, going back to evoking emotion and like faith and hope, the spirituality portions of it, um, Mm -hmm. she's a spiritual mentor and she's like great at what she does. And even just identifying where you're operating out of lack or your Mm -hmm. beliefs or your stories, um, and reframing it and bringing it back into abundance and trust with the universal um, superpower. And then I used to listen a lot to Mark Groves as well. Okay, nice. Yeah, he, he's, he's great as well. He's great for like um, relationships and diving into the energy that you yourself are bringing to them and mm-hmm. being more intentional in that field as well. Highly important, yeah. 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 So what would you say you attribute the most to your success in overcoming and transformation? Although we've probably been talking about it the whole time, but if you could paraphrase it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I would say that it has to be that unwavering uh, belief in that unwavering I would say I want I was going to say drive but not drive. the unwavering belief is probably the the biggest one because if you do have that unwavering belief that means that uh the naysayers um even they're looking out for your best interest in their own way um they're not going to affect you right because some of those people will say well why why are you trying to create this business or or those goals, why don't you just go and do ABC, you know, that'd be an easier route for you. Um, Or people that are more, you know, more rough than that is say, you're dumb, right? Why are you trying to do this ridiculous coaching or whatever, right? Um, You know, it it inevitably happens. You hear it time after time in in everyone's uh, journey, you know, to their version of success. And um, when you have that unwavering belief in yourself and where you want to go and you know, like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to make it happen. I don't think anything can really knock you off track. Um, You're human. You'll have emotions. There'll be days where you're frustrated, but you know in your core that you're going to continue. Yeah. Um, So I would say that's what it is. Just knowing without a doubt that this is what I'm here for and um, this is the impact in the uh, contribution that I'm making to the world. Love it. Commitment. You're committed. That's right. Committed to the outcome. What steps would you say help develop that unwavering belief? And again, I feel like we've kind of already been discussing them. Um, But again, a little paraphrase of like things, these are the things you have to do to get there. Aside from, of course, standing by your, like, by your side, mm-hmm. what you have to do to, to develop that belief? Yeah, I, th- I think it goes back to what's your what's your daily routine looking like, right? Um, 
starting off your day with a, a routine, I think is pretty key, right? Like I love to start my days with something um, that's going to tap into mental, physical, and, and spiritual, right? So like just kind of setting the setting the tone for the day, right? So for it mental, for example, um, I'll get up, listen to something positive or read something positive, right? For physical, it's um, exercising, doing yoga, right? Um, going to the gym, um, getting the blood movement, taking a walk, right? While you clear your mind and set the intention for the day. Um, spiritual, you know, that might be meditation. It might be um, prayer, right? Um, reading, reading some, right. That really taps into your spirit. I think when you tap into all three, I mean, it could be one, right. But all three, especially for me is really setting that tone, um, for the day and just, um, you know, you're going to get a lot of people in other people's opinions and words and, uh, the media and social media, everything's going to come at you for the day. So I think just taking that time to yourself at some point in the day, I like it in the morning because it's setting the tone, um, to just be with yourself, right? And um, listen to that voice that you have within you um, and just grounding and, and being intentional about what you want to bring into that day, I think is huge. Yeah, yep. It sets up, it sets you up for success. Yes. Isn't there a book like the five, five minute miracle and it talks about that creating a routine? Um, I think I've heard of that book. I haven't read it though. Yeah, I haven't read it either, but I've heard about it. Um, um, and then what would you say? Cause a lot of times people they'll start the path. Right. Um, and this, this speaks to the priceless help that coaching brings because what happens when people do hit, um, rough patches or, um, things that throw them off track, like those are the times when we need others around us. Right. And mm-hmm. people to connect with. And people that have your best interest at heart and or like know where you're wanting to go and and know you because you want to also take into consideration from who you're getting advice from um, and their mindset as well and what they've Mm -hmm. accomplished. Um, But what would you say to people that do like almost, I guess, fear reaching out for help and or um, can't overcome, like reaching out for that help? Well, I think that it starts with, uh, being open, right? I I think being open and doing some of those things that we just mentioned, like, um, getting quiet with yourself, right? That meditation, that yoga, doing things like that, being open, because I think, um, the clues and the signs are all around us, right? But we're not always going to, Um, notice them or recognize them if we're not open. Um, So once you tap into that, you'll start realizing, um, wow, I am getting signs of um, where I can get this assistance, right? Um, Or I can start, you know, listening to these certain videos or wow, this certain um, person's videos has popped up on my on my timeline randomly a few times maybe I'm going to listen to it this time because what it says on there kind of resonates with where I'm at right now I think when you're open you start getting the signs and as you do that and you follow it um, it'll open you up more and more to being able to get the the help the resources and everything you need on this journey 
Yes. I love that. And that's so true. And there's so much out there um, as far as help and people and communities that you can get help from. So again, Mm -hmm. I think it's, if you're leaning into the trust and spending time with yourself and open to those signs, like you said, Mm -hmm. the universe is going to send you the right people and the right things that you need to hear at the right time to keep going onto the journey. But yeah, you have to do the work. Got to do the work. (laughs) Work. That's number one. All right. Well, anything else you wanted to um, share or insights you wanted to to give to listeners? Uh, I think I think with with what we've covered, I think if somebody here's my one one tip that I'll I'll leave everyone on. Take one of these concepts and just really focus on that. Right. Because I know there's a lot of things being said here. And sometimes um, we as humans, we have that that need to, you know, to want to say, OK, I'm doing all of these things. Right. But what happens with that is we get overwhelmed and then we don't do any of it. Yeah. So what I would say is just whatever resonated with you, latch on to that one thing and really focus on um improving that thing, right? Really focus on enhancing that one thing. And I think it'll make a big difference. I love that. That's why they call it a journey and to take baby steps. That's, um, yes. that's what I would see in coaching nutrition clients as well. Um, mm-hmm. is again, like you want, you're motivated to make that change. Right. And we, I think as humans, we tend to be like, okay, we want the instant gratification. We want to change it all right away. Um, but that's so unrealistic because look at how long we've been doing what we've been doing. Um, so if you're trying to change it all, of course, you're going to get overwhelmed and hit roadblocks. So just doing the one thing that you can and taking, cause that's again, taking the baby steps and baby steps is what leads us to the bigger steps and, or we take baby steps to get on into the path of our journey and continue um, and just redirecting to focusing on what you can do in this day, in this moment. Um, you, and the one thing that you can do to continue. Yes, yeah. exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation um, and I appreciate your time. Where can people find you if they want to book you um, for coaching services and or tell us about like the other if you only do one-on-ones, do you do groups as well? Um, what type of services do you provide? Right. I do um, seminars, workshops, one-on-one coaching, as well as group. Um, and um, as far as uh, finding me, I'm all over social media at Coach Q McCain um, or my website, QuintonMcCain.com. Okay. All right. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much again. Um, and have a good, have a good rest of your day. All right. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the house of minds. Cheers to mind expansion. And until